now we're done with Thanksgiving. We're now we're done with Yes. I am so tired. It must be the El Triptophan from the turkey. <laughs> I am just like wiped out. Will you make the turkey? Do you trust, still trust your mom to make the turkey? Did no, she make my it mom the way makes like the it? turkey. Did you ever make it? I've made it. I've made it when I, you know, when I was not at home. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I never did a whole turkey though. I'm not really into dark meat that much. So well, what I, mean, I would do? Were you entertaining? I, yes, I would have people over, and oh. what I would do is I would do a turkey breast and then a pork loin. Oh, okay. Don't don't tell the rabbi. I do all the fixins, as they say. You know, the cranberry sauce and the. You know, this, the, the, the dressing, not the stuffing, because, you know, you're actually not supposed to put. I know. In the cavity of the bird. Thank goodness, because nope. I'm only doing a breast anyway, because of um, salmonella, I guess. I guess right. that's, yeah. the, that's yeah. the fear. No, and I yep. do everything like the uh, seven cup ambrosia fruit salad that my aunt Ann used to make in Binghamton. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, just all the, the stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah, the first pilgrims, they stuffed their turkey. That's why they, they did, did stuff their turkey, and then they the next survive. winter, they did not survive. <laughs> send another boatload. Send another boatload of religious zealots, please. It's the SETI Bimco Show, the Zap Ruder film of podcasts. This is the SETI Bimco Show, the show where we talk about things to teens in real life and our past. And yeah. in crappy movies, I'm remembering, I'm remembering that, I forgot to tell you something about Halloween. Oh, what that happened on Halloween? My wife and I were invited to a party, so she put on the uh, Day of the Dead, you know, the ceremony, Day of the Dead, makeup, with yeah. black and yeah. white. Yeah, uh, Dia de los, de, de los Muertos. Yes. Uh, and... I was, I was, she wouldn't let me do mine. I was going to be annoying guy who brings guitar to party. Because <laughs> I have a guitar. Well, Wasn't that easy. a character in Animal House? <laughs> Didn't Belushi <laughs> smash his guitar in the middle yes, of Animal that's right. House? That's right. You should You should have had an overweight, coked up guy with a sweatshirt that says college on it come and right. smash your guitar. <laughs> you have to bring several of them because you have to keep doing it over and over for people who kept arriving. <laughs> True. You know, <laughs> they'd hand them through the window. That would have like, been you great. got another guitar. Where'd that come from? That would have been a great. Yeah, somebody <laughs> was asking. Somebody was asking me, when was the last time you dressed up? And I was like, gosh, I had to think about it. I think Bill Clinton was president. Anyway, I we did, went to a oh, party. Oh, okay, go to the party. I'm sorry. <laughs> we didn't, the story didn't end with her makeup. So it's a new place her friend lives. It's like a 20 minute Uber drive. We get there. We look at the address. It's all dark. Don't hear anything. And Jean's like, is this right address, right date? And it's all right. We knock on the door. And uh, <clears throat> his woman friend, I don't know I don't know if they're dating. I think they're dating, whatever. I haven't met his new female friend. She says, oh, yeah, it's right date, but didn't you get the email? He's got COVID tested this morning. It's all canceled. Oh, so we, boy. we didn't get that. And uh, we didn't get that email. So we walked to the nearest subway. And we saw it was roped off, couldn't get on it. But Gene went to the, the booth to ask, uh, you know, where the, where the nearest, uh, there's usually a bus shuttle if the train shut down. And I guess he oh, was to get you to the next stop or whatever. Yes. And I guess since okay. no one was there, he was half asleep. And she walked in with her Day of the Dead makeup and she said he did one of those, oh, oh. And then, he, then he helped her. But <laughs> she scared him first. And then we got okay. on the train. Wow, well, that's better. 
No, it's like, why is he scared? Dude, you work, you work, in, a toll, you work, you work in an information booth at an MTA stop. <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween in Brooklyn. Why are you surprised that somebody would show up dressed up in their Dia de los Muertos makeup? He must be new. He must have just moved to the city. <laughs> He's from Kansas. He always He's from wanted Kansas. to be a subway booth uh, attendant. Yeah, so there is nothing you could do. He, he was fighting <laughs> to hard to him. get. He was getting. He was fighting hard to get one put in Kansas City, and it never <laughs> took off. And so he was like, "That's it. I'm going to New York to chase my dreams." <laughs> but then we said, "I'm going to collect tokens," and they're like, "Oh no, there's something <laughs> called the Metro Card now. They don't use tokens anymore." He's nope. like, "Wow." Mm-hmm. But uh, so then we got on the subway. Okay, I, I keep interrupting your story. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, uh, we sit down, and a Mexican family sits right there facing us with their little child. And uh, Gene scared the little child. He had to hide his face. His mom had to hug Oh, him. no. Thank, thank, <laughs> and they got, thank, thank God they got out of Mexico is all I got to say. The child would be traumatized. Well, I wish you were there because she was talking to Gene in Spanish. And Gene was like, uh-huh. Yeah, she kept talking like, oh, I think she thinks that Gene is Hispanic because the makeup you can't even you could tell. And because she kept tell, talking yeah. to her in Spanish, like half the ride. And Gene's like, um, mm-hmm, what? Yeah. And she's just like half, so halfway. She she's like, well, I can't tell her now that I, I don't know what she's I saying. I can't tell her now. The sitcom <laughs> episode is writing itself. And then the woman goes home to her husband and is like, I met the rudest woman on the <laughs> Probably. On the subway, made my she child cry. Dia de los, she was in full Dia de los Muertos makeup, and do you think she would answer one of my questions? <laughs> so there, so there, <laughs> that was our Halloween. Came back home. That was your Halloween. Well, I forgot. I oh, forgot about that's... that. So we done Thanksgiving, Halloween, time flies. Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, it all rolls into one. We got to get to what we were. Yeah, they we were. were oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. I, I, I keep interrupting. I don't know what but it if is. You, if you, basically, right now, I'm oper- yeah. basically, right now, I'm operating on St. John's Ward, Ashwagandha root, and caffeine. Okay. I'm like so wiped out. I'm going to bed as soon as I'm done with this because <laughs> I don't have to be to Walmart for the next few days. Oh, okay. No, but this actually harkens Has, back to because I know, you know, we did the episode about teenagers from outer space. Right. And what you got fixated on. It was Many not things. Jesus Christ the second <laughs> or the special effects on a $20,000 budget. You were quite fixated on one actor <laughs> named King Moody who played yes. Ronald McDonald. For like 15 years. Well, well, lo and behold, I'm watching like PBS. I don't know if it was PBS World or PBS create you know one of those one of those mere PBS channels. And it was a, it was an old episode of History Detectives. Okay. And for anybody who's never watched History Detectives, basically people have these historical artifacts. Maybe they were passed down from generation mm-hmm. to generation. Maybe they bought them online. Maybe they found them at a trade show. In this case, um, it was a gentleman. He went to a – okay, are you ready for this? I guess they have a convention for everything. It was a McDonald's mm-hmm. collectible convention. Oh, I believe that. 
Yeah, I'm guessing probably like a lot of Happy Meal toys oh, get yeah. exchanged there. I mean, yeah. that's that, that that's actually pretty serious collecting there. Yep. And then you got like all the like with all the different movie tie-ins, you've got those subgenres, and mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm sure it is quite. I'm sure actually it is quite a big deal. Friend of the show, so anyway, sometimes host George O'Connor, he probably goes there to look for the He-Man Happy Meal. The He-Man Happy Meal. Yeah, there yep. you go. I know there, there was one. Oh, there had to have been. They've they've done everything. But what I think they for, I think they forced some of those people against their will to, to make Happy Meal. They're like, no, you will. Oh yeah, you will. Put it. You will put a He-Man and a Skeletor at a Happy Meal, or get somebody else to start your car. Those McDonald's people can be rough, I'm sure. Yeah. But what'd you find? So this? anyway, is it um, King Moody's gentleman, Bones? Let me guess. King Moody's no, Bones. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, actually, they, actually, they didn't even mention King Moody in the episode. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's we'll let go of King Moody for right now. <laughs> But anyway, he had this Ronald McDonald costume, and it was like complete. It had the shoes, it had the you know the Ronald McDonald outfit. The golden arches were a little different. They sort of looked like um, how the old restaurants. I don't know if you recall the old McDonald's. It was like basically like there really wasn't a sit down. It wasn't an eat in. It was all drive through, basically yeah. all takeout. And maybe they, some benches. Gold, they had a, yeah, and maybe some benches in front of the. And they had a golden arch on either side. It was like this little. It looked like a hot dog, big hot dog stand, basically. And uh, he was trying to figure out, and it was he was told that he he bought it at this convention. He was told by the guy that it was worn by the original Ronald McDonald. Okay. And um, so anyway, so he says, so and these people they're like historians, some of them are antiques dealers, and they go out and they say, you know, I'm going to take your artifact and I'm going to do research on it and they take it and they show it to different experts in the field. Right. So basically it was like the outfit, it had, a, it had shoes, it had a makeup kit to put the clown makeup. Okay. It, had, it was a whole shooting gallery. You mean the, the, the pants shirt? Well, it was, it was like right. a Una, it was like a union suit kind of thing. It was like one, all one piece. Oh. The pants, the the shirt, and everything was all one. So not it like, like it was like a jumpsuit almost. There's no underwear with big what big bright flowers on it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, there were uh, there was a <laughs> there was a string bikini with like a hamburger on it. Oh, but, uh, hey, it's okay. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's an adult. Um, yeah, he's an adult. It's okay. Um, <laughs> actually, it's just the two buns, and you got to fill the buns. But I digress. Anyway. <laughs> So anyway, it turns out that um, it was um, well. First of all, there was like some debate on who the original Ronald McDonald was. The actual original original Ronald McDonald was Willard Scott from the yep. Today Show. It's going to tell you that. But see, he was that was done locally in Washington D.C. They used to the, the 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 franchises before there were thousands of thousands of them. When there were just several hundred of them, they would do their own advertising. Right, right. And the one of the local McDonald's in Washington D.C. came up, or Willard Scott came up with, or a collaboration of them. They came up with this original Ronald McDonald. It looked nothing like the Ronald. I mean, you could tell it I was think, Willard Scott. I think I think Willard Scott came up with that right on spot improv. That's what I heard. He, yeah, he well he he was also a Bozo the Clown in Washington D.C. Each yep. television yeah. market had its own Bozo the Clown. He and this, improv like, so many clowns. He did. He did. And this Ronald was like really kind of scary. I see why kids are afraid of clowns. It's like it had, he had like a paper cup as a nose, like a McDonald's yep, yep. paper cup as a nose. And the uh-huh. outfit was diff- totally different. 
And then Ray Kroc, the president of McDonald's, got wind of it, and he decided to create a national McDonald's. Okay. And uh, the guy's name was Michael uh, Polakos. He was also Coco the Clown in Ringling Brothers and Barn and Barley Circus. We'll call him Coco because they finally got up in the end of the episode to his wife, and all she did was call him Coco. So I don't know what okay. kind of kinky role-playing was going on in that bedroom, but she always referred to him as Coco. <laughs> and well, uh, they, found a, they found an original TV commercial with him, one of the first TV commercials that he did. And uh, the the stripes were wider on the mm-hmm. on the outfit. Anyway, long you're, story you're, short, yeah, short it turns out that yeah, yeah. Long story short was that um, each franchise would get sent these kits, right. and people would dress up as Ronald McDonald for like store events or maybe local advertising or anything. So I'm thinking that was his name, Joe Maggard, the one who's claiming he was Ronald McDonald. But yeah. Is that his name? You're asking stuff about last week that I don't oh, remember. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I'm wondering, like, if he that if that was his Ronald McDonald gig, like he just did it at a local restaurant. I guess is all. I yes. Oh, yes. He was less than that. I remember. Yeah. When so he I, got, I just his, thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I'm sure they uh, came maybe, with, with. I guess big. not. I guess not. I guess not as funny as I thought it was going to be. But anyway. Well, if you let me talk more about the big underwear with bright flowers on it, it'd be hilarious, John. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah, that's going to save this bit. <laughs> and we're talking about a famous teen today. Yes, Peter Parker. Peter Parker, aka Spider Man. I went through this with John. Did, do you know no, who Nicholas? I, no, I am what? John. I, I am John <laughs> with George. God, with New York Times bestselling author and friend of the show, George O'Connor. George was the host, and we talked about a Spider-Man episode. Yes, and I just wondered if you already looked up what we talked about, which is Nicholas Hammond, Fre- Frederick Runtrop from yeah. Sound of Music. Yep, which yep. I only watched every Thanksgiving of my life. Thank you very much. <laughs> did you like it when you were young? I did. I still okay. love it. All right. I still love it. In fact, there's, there's, a, there's, a, I believe she's Asian American. There's a comic out there, and I can't think of her name now. And she was talking about how her family, they were an immigrant family, mm-hmm. and um, they would watch The Sound of Music, but it was a double VHS tape, but they only had the first, the oh, first tape. I think I saw And so bit. she gets to college, and so she, she thought the movie was just. The first tape, and then she gets to college, and like the second half starts. Like she's like, "Wait, there's more of the movie." It was like she'd watched it all yeah. her life, like you know, eighteen years at this point, and never knew there was a second half of the movie. Huh. What if nobody told her at school? Well, I don't know. Was that something you talk about at school? They probably didn't. Yeah. The sad part about it is she was, you know, she was the son of the immigrants. They probably wouldn't speak to her. Picked on her because right. of her race. Probably made fun of her lunch. Yeah, you know all that stuff. Well, so how I want to know how much you actually know about Spider Man, John. Just I know he got bit by a radioactive spider, and yeah. I actually do, do remember the opening montage of of this show. So I must have seen it at some point in nineteen seventy eight or nineteen seventy nine. But do you realize that in this TV show they took away everything that makes Spider Man interesting because he was a well, nerd, and, and right who was Spider-Man, and he also had to take care of his Aunt May. And there, there's no Aunt May. We, we see her in some of the episodes, but she's not really part of the plot. 
Oh, see, that's wrong. And he's not that's really wrong. much of a nerd. And yeah. none of his friends from the comics are in the show. Yeah, where's Mary Jane? Yeah, I don't know. Where's Mary Jane? That's Who the hell is Julie Masters? Does Mary <laughs> Jane know about this Julie Masters? I think she would scratch <laughs> the bitch's eyes out. Well, this... Uh... Well, first of all, the, the problem with the show is... Okay. There's too much Peter Parker and not enough Spider-Man. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's what everybody says. Yeah. Too much Peter. Too much Peter. And that and whole eyes, that whole eyes glowing when his spider senses start <laughs> tingling is like, oh. And uh, it doesn't work like it's supposed to work. Do you realize that? Supposed to, no, exactly. It's supposed to warn Spider-Man of danger, not just random people nearby. Who... Right. And what is the range <laughs> on it? Oh, like, does, he have to, does, he have to, does he have to be within 500 feet? Does he have to be within 200 feet? George I and I had a big discussion about that. It seems so. Oh, did you really see? Oh, I'm sorry. See, yes. this is what I was afraid of. They were going to be very well. I'm like, is there, is there like a range on this? Like, you know, your TV remote or your garage door opener? <laughs> like, it always seemed like he was always pretty close to the place where wow. his spider senses started tingling. Like he would have to be yeah. either like in the same building or like outside the building or somebody's he's met. But Rita, I don't know if you understand Rita is J Jonah, J Jonah's secretary. And for some reason in this episode, she's helping with a chemical experiment. That's how our oh, episode okay. starts. There's three kids and Peter working mm. in the chemical lab. Right. And not getting paid anything. Yeah, they have a big discussion about Big Pharma, how it, yeah. it sucks. And, uh, yeah, funny. So, so fantastic. <laughs> Things haven't changed in 45 years. And they, uh, and uh, I hate to, I hate to, uh, I hate to slow the show down, but I'll just say quickly the episode that John and I watched, <laughs> Spider Man went up against a cougar, a bear, and encountered a dog, and in all cases, you could tell that Peter hates animals. He beat the cougar with a, 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 a webbing with a piece of wood at the end, mm-hmm. and he tried to get a dog to come into a room where there was supposed to be a ghost, and he, he's, like, dragging the dog, yelling at it to come in. Uh, and in this episode, the first thing that happens is um, Peter's friend says, go down to the animal test lab. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But I was like, no, 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 animal test lab. No, don't do that. What's wrong with you people? Um, and I, I think they use, I think they use the sound of the mice. Uh, it was the same sound effects from Satan's School for Girls. You think so? I think so. It was like very. It's like wait a second here. Those are the same. unless they cast the same rodents. It could be. <laughs> could be. Like Road that terrier. The, that terrier. The terrier who played Toto in The Wizard of Oz was like in twelve really really right. big movies. Was he? Yeah, he was. He co-starred with Spencer Tracy in Fury. He co-starred with Jack Benny and um, uh, George Washington slept here. Oh, yeah, he has like really? a dozen. He, he had like a dozen. I would kill for that Terrier's resume. Let me was, tell you. Was he in The Sound of Music? He was not in The Sound of Music. <laughs> that no, was he, a dog. He, he, he was no longer. <laughs> he was no longer. Although he did reincarnate as Sparky in Teenagers from Outer Space. <laughs> Jeez. Poor Sparky. Poor Sparky. So his name is David, the, that's the scientist. Yes. And he, pl- he played Brad in Superman 3. I don't know if you looked him up. I do remember that. Do you know who else he played? Uh, Gavin, O'Hur- Gavin O'Hurlihy. He played 
I, I would have never guessed this in a million years. He played, remember Chuck Cunningham, the missing brother on Happy Days? Oh, that was him? That was he, oh yes. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, he was actually <laughs> the son of famous Irish actor Dan O'Hurley, who got nominated for an Oscar. He was a big character actor, like in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he he's working on... Um, Let's try to set up this plot because it's very confusing. But he's working. Oh, he's working on a drug that might be able to control people's control people. I think they say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And J. Jonah Jameson, who is also very neutered in this TV show, he's like Peter's pale. Yeah, I didn't like uh, that. I wanted more bluff, <laughs> more. Gl- now, did Larry Tate in the pilot play him differently? Because this uh, this Robert F. Simon, David White, aka Larry Tate from Bewitched. Played yes. J. Jonah Jameson in the pilot, apparently, which you and George mm-hmm. saw. No, and no, this we, guy, we saw a different one. We oh, didn't saw, see I thought one. you saw. I thought you saw the pilot. Never mind. Nope. We're, we may all watch that later. Maybe we'll do that. We'll see. Maybe, 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 maybe Larry Tate got some balls into the character. No, this one was too. <laughs> oh, I'm real worried about Rita. J. Jonah Jameson would not be worried about some secretary. He wouldn't no. care. <laughs> And also, he when they explain it to him, he's like he thinks it's witchcraft. That's I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pharmaceuticals they sound like witchcraft. And the other character in our show it's David uh, and Art. Art Art's field of study is Incunabula. Did I say that right? I don't think so, but I can't in, pronounce it either. Incunabula. I can't pronounce it. I think you've just opened up a portal to hell with that incantation. <laughs> That's not how you pronounce it, but I can't pronounce it anyway either. So don't, don't be, don't worry, don't don't stress out right. over it. Tim. And I'll For, bet you it took about twenty takes before that actor got it. <laughs> yes, it's, but it's the it's study. a very confusing word. It's a study of a, oh, I'm books, sorry. a books published before fifteen hundred. Right. That that's has that comes into the plot later, right? Yeah, a little bit later, yeah. Sorgensen is the head of this chemical company. Oh, wait. And Mr. Hansen is this sleazy guy who works for him, it appears. George Hansen, played yeah. by Mr. Alan Arbus, who played... Yep. I saw him in a lot of things. Oh, major... He was uh, Sidney Freeman, the psychiatrist in MASH. Remember, like, the oh, very early episodes of MASH? That's right. Sidney yes. would come and talk to him. He was only in, like, a dozen episodes. It seems to me as though he was in more. But then come to think of it, I, I don't think – I think after Henry B- Blake and Trapper left, I don't I ever remember seeing uh, Sidney yeah. after that. Um, I, I'm one of those people who never never watched MASH, never loved or hated I, I liked it. I always liked it. But it – Okay, then. We agree to agree. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why you wouldn't. <laughs> I just never got into it. But anyway. You didn't get Yeah, that's fine. No, no, no judgment here. Only All one right, of the greatest John. comedies ever made. But no judgment here, Tim. <laughs> so uh, what does happen? Oh, this, this Hanson guy is like, come on, we're, we're yanking your money out. Oh, because a soccer ball came through the window and set the whole place on fire. Right, and Spidey and Peter Parker's spider senses started tingling. Yeah, yep. He ran in and put out that fire with a fire extinguisher. Yes, not before <laughs> though. He uses web to stop the shelf from falling. True, because you got to work that web in whenever you can. I know. <laughs> so uh, anyway, 
soccer. Soccer is a, a menace to society. It is a menace to society. <clears throat> That's why the metric system never caught on here. We don't need this damn European influence. <laughs> Did you have and, to go through that? Too? I think everybody had yes, to go through it. Metrics. It was, like, so was going to be the new yeah, thing. We, we're like, gonna, yeah, like I think it was President Ford, and there was even a metric board that, like, of course, Reagan disbanded like almost immediately when he became president. He yeah. like he like ripped the solar panels <laughs> off the roof of the White House that Carter put it. He disbanded. He disbanded yep. the metric board because, like, well, I'll become socialists if we use solar power and use the metric <laughs> system. I guess. I think and play why. soccer, but see, soccer had already caught yeah. on, and there's nothing they could do about it. That was, that was one of the things that enraged his gay lover. That's why he shot him. That's why he, that's why he shot him in the chest coming out of that hotel that day. Yep. Jody Foster, whatever. <laughs> uh, oh, when the, we first see Rita, did you notice she's planking? Do you know what was going on? She was like levitating between two chairs. Yeah, I noticed that. That's planking. Yes. Do you remember, you, remember plank, you were into planking, right? I, I planked every weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I know what it is. Was I into it? I don't know. I don't think I was into it, but I know what it is. I don't know what's going on with that, uh, why they're doing that to her. It's that damn but, European socialism. It's big in Europe. <laughs> they, measure, they, um, measure the, they measure the body in centimeters, and, oh, it's, that's horrific. <laughs> but the but, three oh, of them, oh, oh. Hmm. I'm trying to get the plot going. Okay. I, you want to say something? Well, you, you want to get the plot going? Uh, oh, like, just a few more minutes because they, okay. the Hanson comes in as like, you were yanking your money and they whine. They're like, come on, give us a few more minutes. And he's like, okay. And then it was, that was, it was weird, right? That's what they're doing. And then Rita drops something and he's like, no, no more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! She put too much. She put too, she put she didn't put the cat or she put the incorrect amount of catalyst in there. Yeah, and Hanson's like, that's it. And then what I was and actually this is what I was going to say. Getting the plot okay. rolling along, she dumps it down the sink, and I'm like thinking. And I remember being in chemistry class in high school, and they just have us drop like dump hydrochloric acid down the drain, you know, and right. just yes. just wash it down with water. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if they still do that today. I mean, I gotta think that would. I, I don't think that would have been environmentally sound. No, but we did it all the time. We did it all the time. Yeah, but this takes place in New York, although filmed in L.A. Oh, so filmed in they, L.A. They they threw it down the, the drain. And Which smoke they, comes they, up. They, they, they did. They did. They did make a mistake, and I will point that out when we get later on in the plot. Okay, but but smoke comes up from the the this uh, yeah like chemistry vapor or something. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, a chemical reaction basically takes place in the sink. And Mister Hansen realizes that they who do whatever he says. His, who who must have been holding his breath? Yeah, I know. He's never affected. He's never affected by it. But uh, he finds out they do whatever he says. So, yeah. Suddenly, he's got a plan. Oh, he wants them to to rob the to steal a Gutenberg Bible. It just happens to be yes, because Art has told him the Gutenberg Bible is arriving mm -hmm. at, is arriving that day. It's worth two million dollars because uh, Art's a hubbabababababist, whatever it's called. <laughs> Again, probably opening a portal to hell with that incantation, but we'll deal with that later. Um, Do you know how many Gutenberg Bibles they 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 believe to be? No, I don't. How many? Forty-two. Is that, is that right? Okay. Did I read that right? 
I don't know. It's just let's go with it. It sounds right to me. <laughs> it's like we're on Fox News now. We don't know if it's right. It just sounds right. <laughs> we just know America invented it. Gutenberg yeah. Bible, America we, invented it. <laughs> we don't know that there's actually a caravan of, of Central Americans coming to the southern border, but doesn't it sound right? <laughs> <laughs> they gave up on that one. They'll give up. They'll give it up. You'll you'll notice. I'll talk about it, and then like the day after election day, you won't hear about the you right. won't hear the, about the caravan. No, they do it before every election. They did it before twenty eighteen. They did it before mm-hmm. this caravan. And then suddenly on election day, I guess I just get tired <laughs> out. The first every first every first Tuesday of November, they just hightail right. it on back to Honduras or something. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Oh, so the the head of the this chemical department, he's the father from Give Me a Break. Yes. I'm sure you noticed. His yes. name is, the, is uh, the, Dol- fa- Dolph the, fa- Sweet. the failed pilot the failed pilot reboot I I filmed in <laughs> yes. LA with not so sassy and not at all African American Rebel Wilson. <laughs> Sorry to it's work not out. getting it's not it's not getting picked up. But his name is Dolph Sweet. Yes. We get a weird name every week. You get a weird name every week. Not in a bad way. I like it, but it's it's, yeah. it's it's uncommon. Well, I'm wondering if Sweet was his real last name. I should have looked that up now that you mentioned that. Because Dolph, I bet you Dolph was his first name, but he probably has some like German, <laughs> yeah. Scandinavian, like 10 letter last name. <laughs> and he just said, no, I'll call myself Sweet. Yes. His grandmother probably named him that. Probably, because he's so sweet. She found it in her Gutenberg Bible. In her Gutenberg Bible. Uh, so so they actually there were four. So actually there were forty three, <laughs> is what yes. you're saying. That's what I'm saying. They only know of forty two. I think I got that wrong, man. Gutenberg Bible expert, friend of the show, sometimes co-host George O'Connor. He's going to write a letter. Okay. He's an expert at Gutenberg Bibles. Is he real? Oh, see, he's just an expert at everything. <laughs> he's an expert on an Irish brogue. He's an expert on... An Irish what? You, you, you said he could speak with an Irish accent better than I could. Oh, that's which right. I don't know. I don't know why you think <laughs> that. I don't know why I've ever spoken in an Irish accent with you. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. They, they try to steal the Bible. Or do they? But, they but, steal the Bible. But Spider-Man shows up to... Uh, I don't know. He just shows up to straighten things out. Yeah, but I forget. Uh, but Han- no, Hanson gets away with the Bible, but then returns it. Yes, they have to. The, the three students have test. to appear in court. Yeah, and they're like, we don't remember anything, and the Gutenberg Bible does get returned. They dressed. Did you see how they dressed for court? Very disrespectful to the judge. Yes. <laughs> Very. That's the problem with this country. Young people dressing up like that way to go to court and no prayer in school. I know. I thought, come get on, you're going to court. Get a haircut and start saying you're our fathers and Hail Marys and everything will be fine with this country. I, but what's her name? Uh, Van Houten. She dressed, she dressed nicer than that when she went to court. She really did. Well, the second time when she wasn't like with the, this time she didn't have the swastika carved in her forehead. The second time when they let her out for a year, you know, then she then she's like then she wised up a little, you know. So, uh, yeah. So Julie shows up to scoop the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wait, there's another robbery here. No. Well, yeah. Well, no. Yeah, there is another. Yeah. We, we, 
there's another there's another robbery. He steals these priceless jewels that are for some. Everything happens on campus. This must be a fantastic yes. campus. There's like they got an art museum and they're displaying these priceless jewels. We don't know what the jewels are because mm-hmm. as soon as he starts talking about it, the security guards who are also under the influence of the drug yep. are turning the alarm on and everybody has to evacuate. And then they start smashing with the crowbars. And then Julie starts getting. The pictures, but she's getting the pictures of Spider-Man beating up the guards. And all I could think of was, because I remember, like, in the comics, Spider-Man was like a vigilante. And Jonah Jameson thought he was an outlaw and actually... Was it the Daily Bugle? Was that the yes, paper that's the Daily Bugle. Okay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. I almost said the Daily Planet, and I knew that was Superman. In the Daily Bugle, he would like mm-hmm. – it was almost kind of like the New York Post. Like he would run these sensational headlines about <laughs> Spider-Man, how he was this vigilante and this crook, and he had a reward. You know, he had a bounty out on him. And, and mm-hmm. so I, when she started taking those pictures, I was like, uh-oh. I know. That's what I was They're going to frame Spider-Man. He's going to be on the front page. Because he's, you know, yeah. he's beating up these security guards, and you take pictures of that, and you don't know that they're under the influence of this drug. And wouldn't John, you think? I read that they had seven days to film an episode, so no time for a subplot about no Spider-Man being framed for this robbery while there's mind-control people running around. Again, it goes back to that softened J. Jonah Jameson. He'd be like, J. Jonah Jameson would be like, get Spider-Man. He's behind all this. <laughs> He would have he would have immediately blamed it on Spider Man. That was the lamest museum I've I've ever seen on a show, or that I've well, ever seen. The, it was probably the same room <laughs> that passed as the the security guard's office, the lab, the chemical store room. Right, right, it was right. probably all the same room, and they just had to keep <laughs> switching out the the plot, you know, or the the props. You know, is what I'm trying to say. I've been to the art museum in El, Elmira, New York, so you know, I've, I've seen some bad museums. It's just my joke. Is it a bad museum? I'm trying to remember <laughs> if I've ever been there. No, my joke is oh, that museum of the show is pretty bad, and I've seen, and I've seen some bad <laughs> the Elmira Art Museum. I can't, I can't split it up like that. Never mind. Let's go. Oh, I do want to say that they wondered what was going on with the drugs Peter did, and, and Peter looks at some mice and says, did you test the drug on these mice? And he's like, of course we didn't test the drugs on these mice. And I'm like, <laughs> isn't that the main purpose of lab mice? To be testing things? Yeah, well, why were they keeping them? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I had to point that out. Yeah, there were a lot of things I didn't grasp in this. I'm going to admit. You, oh, no, seriously. Well, there there well, were a lot of things. Yeah. Like, I, he, I thought, was he getting at the fact, like, did, like, some of the vapor seep into the mouse cage? Is that what he was getting at? Oh, it was but just... Then if, if, but then, if the mice breathed it in, then why didn't Hanson breathe it? I, I know. I'm so I'm so confused about this episode. <laughs> well, Hanson's running around with a little bottle with an endless supply of spraying people. Kind of looks like a nasal. He kind of looks like nasal spray. It doesn't look, yeah. it looks like a big. Looks like a big like uh, neophenephrine bottle or something. You know. And I think it's he's like trying this. to. Yeah. I think he's trying to steal the money from his old boss. That's, that's, yes, he's going to yes. get all the data, all the um, data, the the sheets and everything, which are locked in the vault. And mm-hmm. three people have the key, but the one guy who has the key is on vacation in Spain. Right. And hands is yep. like, what? Uh, yeah. Sorry. You're getting, well, then you're, he gets the, then he get, well, this is where I found the discrepancy. Well, the, the discrepancy. <laughs> well, the the discrepancy relating to trying to pass L.A. off as New York, yeah, 
in the in the scene where he gets the the I don't know if they were National Guard soldiers or Army soldiers. I don't know what they were, but yeah. he gets them to break into the vault at the chemical plant or the chemical headquarters. Mm-hmm. And in their little armory thingy there, whatever it is, there's a California there's a California state flag. Yeah. You just catch the corner of it flying. Right. It's like, well, why would there I be a California? Why would there be a California state flag if you've set this in New York? John, come on, suspension of disbelief. Well, that only goes so far. You're the kind of person that says, "Come on, don't you recognize that Clark Kent is Superman? It's just a you pair know, of glasses." You don't. <laughs> you got to believe. You, know, you spend all this money on the convincing spider webs. You spend yes. all this money. Ropes on 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 the convinc- <laughs> the convincing big neophenephrine bottle that's spraying this mist, hypnotizing these people. Yes. But you can't you can't remember to put a New York State flag up instead of a California State flag. No time. Come Seven on. days. Seven Come days. Come on. Come on. <laughs> or how about just take the flag down? You don't even have to put up a New York flag. Just like take the flag down. <laughs> uh, that's why so. CBS canceled this show. There was that scene. They're yes. like, no, you're not going to get away with this. They canceled it because they had one woman in the Hulk and they were starting to get embarrassed. That's the truth. They're like, enough with the superheroes. Apparently the ratings were very, very good on this. They, it just wasn't the age demographic they wanted. No, I was a kid and excited to see it, but I was like, whoa. But they didn't want just kids seeing it. They wanted more adults seeing it. Yeah, I understand. So let's see. So he 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 yeah, he he mind controls a whole brigade of the army, like you said. I don't know what they are, National mm-hmm. Guard. Something, yeah. And he told the dad on give me a break to call up his airplane and tell him to load it up with all this data. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing about that. Today's data be like one laptop, maybe. Yeah. And this is like, a, what do you say? It was a eleven thousand yeah. pounds or eleven hundred pounds of paper or something. Right. It's like, oh, well, it is 1979. <laughs> so have the plane ready for that. Yeah. I'll be the only passenger, but there'll be a lot of data in the back. And how does... See, they don't say how Spider-Man gets out there, but I forget how he figures it out. Do you remember? I don't remember. Oh, well, he goes over... No. Peter Parker goes over to interview the owner, the dad from Give Me a Break. That's right. And That's says... Right. They figure it you out. You know, do you remember? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, your housekeeper said he was here last night. Yep. And then he says, could you have given orders to anybody? Could you call somebody at your office? Is there anybody there? So he calls the office. And he's like, what? I ordered a plane to go where? I know. It's freaking out. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't remember anything after you've been hypnotized nope. by this big neophenephrine bottle. But Spider-Man goes out there and fights the army. Mm-hmm. By Hiding, I don't think I don't think they shot their guns once, did they? It was like super nonviolent. Yeah, it was super nonviolent. There were only like five of them. Yeah, like don't you think there would have been more? Yep. And Spider-Man webs them up, and yeah. Spider-Man throws web in front of the windshield so that the truck crashes. I'm not quite sure how that worked because it's just big rope. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Big scary rope. <laughs> I was like, why'd you drive off the road? And then Spider-Man sprays the bad guy Hanson with the tr- the uh, mind control um, dust, and he, you know, he confesses basically. He does confess. Basically, yeah. And then they, Peter and his three friends, they dispose of their mind control 
mm-hmm. compound for the good of mankind. But this uh, time he puts it in like a little receptacle. Did you notice that he put oh, it like, yeah. in, like it was like a capsule and he screwed the lid on? And it was like, Is that what you want to go how, back to? That that's, that's what they're supposed you, to do. Okay. But you know who played Rita? You know the secretary who, yeah, for whatever know. reason, was helping with the expense. Miss Chip Fields, mm-hmm. mother of Kim Fields, mm-hmm. who played Tootie on The Facts of Life. Mm-hmm. But yes, she was. She was also on Give Me a Break. A few. Episodes. She was on Give Me a Break. She played uh, Penny, Janet Jackson's abusive mm-hmm. biological mother, on Good Times for four episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also uh, another odd thing about this episode, David. Mm-hmm. Man in charge of the chemical experiment. At one point, mm-hmm. we forgot a big part of the plot. Oh yeah, he's like, I have a natural resistance to drugs, and like, oh yeah, right. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's out of nowhere. And Rita's mm-hmm. like, I don't. She's like, I'm down for some drugs. I'm, not I'm down for some drugs. <laughs> I'm down to go tripping. <laughs> because they uh, give her a drug, and then give her electroshock to get rid of, to, to make her remember the stuff she doesn't right. Remember, but she doesn't she want to sprayed. say it, and then she blurts out because Hanson told me not to tell. I was like, aha, yes. Hanson right. told you not to tell. There's the answer all along. But they made her plank again. I'm like, why are yes. you making her plank for this? <laughs> I think Chip Fields just wanted to show off. She's like, you know, she's like, I can plank. Could you write that in an episode? I think all that episode was written around the fact <laughs> that Chip Fields told them she could plank. Yes, I think so. But but still, I don't know why David was naturally resistant to drugs. So, I don't know either. Maybe a, he did too many of them. There's a whole other story there. Maybe that's what happened to Chuck on Happy Days. You know, that's yeah, why maybe. you never saw him again. Like he started taking angel dust or something. They didn't know what to do in Milwaukee in the 50s or growing angel dust. No. So they sent him away and he was never seen again. And then he shows up. <laughs> and he shows up in the late 80s as a graduate student in New York. <laughs> She's making mind controlling <laughs> drugs. It all it all comes together. It all comes together. He was Let's actually see. Chuck Cunningham. His name wasn't David. It was Chuck Cunningham. <laughs> I think we got it all. No, I think we fired. got it all. I think we nailed it. Because it's quiz time. I'll call it the Bib Code. Q and A. Brainstorm. Theme song. Do you like quizzes, John? I do love quizzes. I'll call it Seti Q and A. Brainstorm. The Bib Code. I love quizzes. The Bib Code. I'll call it theme song. So, who from this show was voted most likely to be the CEO of an elevator company? Well, that's easy. It would have been Peter Parker Spider-Man using his web powers to hoist okay. the elevator up and down. They knew that in high school? Is that all Peter talked about? Didn't he get bitten by the radioactive spider in high school? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, But it's a secret, John. Well, you know what things, yeah. (laughs) Peter starts bragging. He's in the backseat of the car with the car. He says, hey, you know what? Guess what? I got bit by a radioactive spider. Guess what I can do? That is what would happen. Yes. It's real wild. You know, (laughs) let me show you. Let me show you what I can do, baby, with my spider senses. (laughs) So that got out, and then, you know, and then, then you know, the elevators went out. He's like, I can fix the elevators. And he's like, pew, pew, he gets to the webs, and he just starts pulling. And so it's kind of like a pulley, like a dumbwaiter, you know, one yeah. of those old dumbwaiters that you had to operate by hand. Just so looks like, like ropes. Yeah, and one day, he, they're like, you, you are going to be the CEO of an elevator company. Because he hates animals. He's very, very cruel to animals. He hates animals. Well, I guess maybe, the, so maybe getting bit by works. the spider, maybe he just, like, lumped the whole animal kingdom together. I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, I think it'll be David. Mm-hmm. In high school, he was voted the most likely to be the CEO of an elevator company because of his natural resistance to drugs. You see, he wasn't cool. He, he, couldn't, he tried to do drugs, but it didn't affect him. So he wasn't a cool guy. He wasn't a stoner guy. He was the boring guy they, they called even Steven. So as a cruel joke, all the kids voted him most likely to be CEO of an elevator company because he couldn't get high or low because they called him even Steven. Gotcha. Even though his name was David. So even after high school, everyone called him even Steven, and he hated it. The power of the rumor... The power of the rumor that he would become the CEO of an elevator company caused his parents to send him to elevator school, much to his dismay. But he eventually got involved with chemicals and mind control drugs because he wanted to force people to call him David and not even Stephen. There you go. They can't all be funny. That's that's philosophical. Well, no, no, they can't all be funny. And that one wasn't. And they're not. And they're not all funny. You're so honest, John. I'm sorry. I'm a little punchy. I am sleep deprived. I am so sleep deprived right now. Well, we're done. We're done. Who, who from this no, movie cool. would have a podcast? Who well, from this, would be this a, show? Of course, it would be Rita, and she would ha- she would do a podcast about planking. Now, unfortunately, oh it's an, unfortunately ahead. it's unfortunately it's an audio only podcast. So there's just like a <laughs> lot of dead air. It only lasts three episodes. It, it goes nowhere. It's like, hey, Rita, you know what? You should have done video yeah. with your podcast if you just plank. And now I am planking. And I'm like dead silence for 20 minutes. That's a good one. And yeah. And it's, it's just, just called it, Hey, it, Rita? It, it, yeah, Hey, Rita. <laughs> Rita a planking, you know? And it's just like, uh, it's just like there's you know, just dead air for like 20 minutes, a half hour. And it, ne- it never caught on. It never caught on. See, I like that one. And you know what's funny? I said Rita had a podcast, too. I think after this one failed, she tried again. Okay. <laughs> so I was saying Rita had a podcast. Even though Rita was only under for a few minutes in this episode, under the, she was under the drug they, she took. Uh-huh. In, in her head, the trip seemed and to last. And perhaps created. <laughs> yes. In her head seemed to last years to her. During this trip, she read the Gutenberg Bible which contained a lot of stories about planking and spelunking. So eventually in the 2000s, stay with me, she has a podcast about spelunking and planking in which she often rails against Tom Green, who says he created planking on his 1994 TV show. They also make fun of Tom Green because he called spelunking potholing, which is what they call it in England. Potholing. Uh, Okay. Her podcast (laughs) talks to other people who feel they planked long before Tom Green and feel that Tom Green's pranks were not funny. Sadly, Rita cannot plank or splunk anymore, John, so maybe <laughs> this connects to yours. She fell off the stage while planking during, the, during Queen's classic set during Live Aid and fell right into a cave and seriously hurt her back. Her podcast is called <laughs> Planking with Rita. That's all. It's, Planking it's, with Rita. It's weird how similar it was to yours. Similar, yeah, they are. <laughs> no, it's funny. You had the same idea, but you are... Your bit's a little bit more funny. No, yours is great. No, mine was not funny at all. No, I like yours. I wasn't going to even <sighs> read mine, but I thought, okay, I'll, I'll tell them what I, told, what I said. There you go. So who would have a spinoff show? Well, <laughs> David would have a spinoff show, okay. and the title of it was called Seinfeld. <laughs> um, unfortunately, David only lasted the first four episodes, Playing Jerry's brother Chuck Seinfeld, uh, 
and it just went in a totally different direction after that. Chuck just left one night. You never saw him Chuck again. Chuck just left one night. All of a sudden, Jerry didn't have an older brother anymore. <laughs> Maybe Kramer murdered him. Yeah, Chuck's Chuck Seinfeld. Look it up. <laughs> I don't think those. I don't think those episodes are running in syndication though. The Chuck Seinfeld show. The Chuck Seinfeld show. The Chuck. Ep- <laughs> the missing Chuck episodes. They call them. <laughs> What is the deal with mind control? I can't do. <laughs> what <laughs> is the deal just... with mind control? That's the, that's the best Seinfeld I can do off the top of my head. That's not and Seinfeld, said, John. Where's my brother Chuck? <laughs> I had a brother Chuck, and then suddenly I didn't. Is that Seinfeld? You sound yeah, like a comedian business. from the 50s, it's John. The, it's the best I can do. It's Jerry, very early in his career, very heavily <laughs> influenced by Shecky Green. <laughs> You sound like a comedian from the 50s trying to hide his home, trying to hide, oh sometimes trying to this, hide his homosexuality. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes on this podcast I feel like a stand up comedian <laughs> from the 50s, but anyway. Wow, an accent. Well, I say Dolph Sweet, Ben Sorgensen, he has a spin-off show. He was very upset about the fact that he was mind controlled. And then mm-hmm. questioned everything he did forever after that. He knew, he never knew of such witchcraft, just like J. Jonah Jameson called it, as this mind control. So he would hire Art, the guy who studied books before the year of 1500, however you pronounce mm-hmm. that, together. Ooh, they would know. look into the history of witchcraft. Much of, much of what we know about witchcraft was written before 1500, so he's an expert. Every episode of this early 80s show would have them looking into instances of witchcraft, like the rise of new wave music, Cabbage Patch Dolls, and what Ben Sorgensen called Satan's Rubik's Cube. Often Art would ask Ben to get him a coffee while they worked the long hours into the night, and Ben would, ben would be paralyzed wondering if he had been mind-controlled into asking him to get coffee, or was he doing it of his own free will? Likewise, Art would remind Ben it takes... Art would remind Ben to take his medication, and Ben would often not take it, thinking he had been mind-controlled into doing so. Art would often tell Ben that nobody actually has free will. (laughs) Everything is predetermined, unless a witch is involved. Then they would argue, but always end up solving their dilemma, burning a witch at the stake at the end of most episodes. The show would be called Call an Ambulance, because Ben had to go to the hospital all the time because he couldn't take his... Trying to fit that into a, to fit that into a TV. Trying to fit that into a TV guide, I say. <laughs> Call an ambulance because Ben had to go to the hospital because he didn't, he didn't take his medication. So there. That's that. We got through with the show. Barely. <laughs> In one hour. Guess. We're going to read George's letter another week. You, you know, we're, I think that should just be its own episode. I think it should just be. Maybe we could have George on with me one day, and George could actually read his own letter. <laughs> I want to read it. Oh my god! Um, Speaking of emails, where do people get? send an email, Tim? Let me uh, let me make sure nobody else sent one. <laughs> nobody, nobody did. Come on, Tim. Are we still? Are we still? Are we still kidding? Why do we? Why do we even have the email anymore? <laughs> Send emails to us at sedibimco with an e at gmail.com. You can send us a short story about your embarrassing high school moment, if you wish. 
I have to sound dignified when I say that. You can find us on Instagram, SETI underscore BIMCO. Maybe I'll quit Twitter by now. It's already, yeah, I just don't want to be on there. Sorry, everybody. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. And, wow, that's all that's left, isn't it? Instagram, LinkedIn. Follow us and like us on all the platforms. Maybe we get a telegraph line. Maybe right. we just go back to the telegraph. We can learn Morse code. Like, like us and follow us. Um, we don't know exactly what's going to happen next week, do we? No. No, we don't. So, but come back we'll next surprise, Wednesday. We'll, we'll, we'll surprise everybody. See if we can get through this. <laughs> Ben's show is called Call an Ambulance because Ben had to go to the hospital again. Tell you, they would not be able to fit that. He, he, he would, would take his medication. They would not be able to fit that in a TV guide. All right. That, show, that title would have never flown. I'll talk to you next week. All next right, week. Tim, you have a great night. Bye. Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. And, uh, you know, the one, one thing, and if I ever did dress up for Halloween again, I always wanted to go as Alex from a, cock, from, from a clockwork orange. You told me this, yes. Yeah, did I tell you this? Yeah, and I like do like well, the, the the extended it's, lower. It's 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 all the unedited. It's all the edited stuff. All the stuff I have to add on the podcast is you talking about how you want to dress up as Alex. Come on, is that what have you edited the every edited that every week? You've edited the, one of these weeks. It'll get people, in. I'm sure. People, at home, it's all John talks want, about. You know when he well, you know when he spoiler he kills somebody with a ceramic penis, right. which apparently is not in the book, which I have never read. But you told me it was not. in the yes, book. Yes, it was not in the book. The ceramic penis. But I was going to make like a big penis out of paper mache, you and then like when I go up to get a drink. I'd be like, excuse me, could you hold could you hold my penis, please, while I get my drink? See, see we had this see, conversation. See, that, see, see how that'll work as a, see how that'll work as a pickup. Have we had did this conversation make it to the air? Probably yes. not. Did it really? Maybe I took it out because you're dressed up as the controversial part of the movie that people are still angry about. <laughs> <laughs>